From the rising of the sun, even unto the going down of the same, my name shall be great among the Gentiles. And in every place incense shall be offered unto my name, and a pure offering. For my name shall be great among the heathen, saith the Lord of hosts. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Psalm 95 O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us heartily rejoice in the strength of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving, and show ourselves glad in him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God, and a great King above all gods. In his hand are all the corners of the earth, and the strength of the hills is his also. The sea is his, and he made it, and his hands prepared the dry land. O come, let us worship and fall down, and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is the Lord our God, and we are the people of his pasture and the sheep of his hand. Today, if ye will hear his voice, harden not your hearts, as in the provocation, as in the day of temptation in the wilderness. When your fathers tempted me, proved me and saw my works. Forty years long was I grieved with this generation and said, It is a people that do err in their hearts, for they have not known my ways, unto whom I swear in my wrath that they should not enter into my rest. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Psalm 32, beginning on page 377. Blessed is he whose unrighteousness is forgiven, and whose sin is covered. Blessed is the man unto whom the Lord imputeth no sin, and in whose spirit there is no guile. For whilst I held my tongue, my bones consumed away through my daily complaining. For thy hand was heavy upon me day and night and my moisture was like the drought in summer. I acknowledge my sin unto thee, and mine unrighteousness have I not hid. I said, I will confess my sins unto the Lord, and so thou forgavest the wickedness of my sin. For this shall every one that is godly make his prayer unto thee in a time when thou mayest be found. Surely the great water floods shall not come nigh him. Thou art a place to hide me in, Thou shalt preserve me from trouble. Thou shalt compass me about with songs of deliverance. I will inform thee and teach thee in the way wherein thou shalt go, and I will guide thee with mine eye. Be ye not like to horse and mule, which have no understanding, whose mouths must be held with bit and bridle, else they will not obey thee. Great plagues remain for the ungodly, but whoso putteth his trust in the Lord Mercy embraces him on every side. Be glad, O ye righteous, and rejoice in the Lord, and be joyful, all ye that are true of heart. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the 22nd verse of the 8th chapter of Proverbs. The Lord possess me at the beginning of his way, before his works of old. I have been established from everlasting, from the beginning before there was ever in earth. 
When there were no depths, I was brought forth. When there were no fountains abounding with water. Before the mountains were settled, before the hills, I was brought forth. While as yet he had not made the earth or the fields, or the primal dust of the world. When he prepared the heavens, I was there. When he drew a circle on the face of the deep. When he established the clouds above, when he strengthened the fountains of the deep. When he assigned to the sea its limit, so that the waters would not transgress his command. When he marked out the foundations of the earth, then I was beside him as master craftsman. And I was daily his delight, rejoicing always before him, rejoicing in his inhabited world, and my delight was with the sons of men. Now, therefore, listen to me, my children, for blessed are those who keep my ways, hear instruction and be wise, and do not disdain it. Blessed is the man who listens to me, watching daily at my gates, waiting at the posts of my doors, for whoever finds me finds life and obtains favor from the Lord. Here endeth the first lesson. Blessed art thou, O Lord God of our fathers, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou for the name of thy majesty, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the temple of thy holiness, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou that beholdest the depths and dwellest between the cherubim, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou on the glorious throne of thy kingdom, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the firmament of heaven, praised and exalted above all forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth Philippians. Paul and Timothy, bondservants of Jesus Christ, to all the saints in Christ Jesus who are in Philippi, with all the bishops and deacons, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I thank my God upon every remembrance of you, always in every prayer of mine making request for you all with joy, for your fellowship in the gospel from the first day until now, being confident of this very thing, that he who has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. Just as it is right for me to think this of you all, because I have you in my heart, inasmuch as both in my chains and in the defense and confirmation of the gospel, you all are partakers with me of grace. For God is my witness, how greatly I long for you all with the affection of Jesus Christ. And this I pray, that your love may abound still more and more in knowledge and all discernment, that you may approve the things that are excellent, that you may be sincere and without offense till the day of Christ, being filled with the fruits of righteousness, which are by Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. Here endeth the second lesson. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he has visited and redeemed his people and hath raised up a mighty salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all that hate us. 
to perform the mercy promised to our forefathers and to remember his holy covenant to perform the oath which he sware to our forefather abraham that he would give us that we being delivered out of the hand of our enemies might serve him without fear in holiness and righteousness before him all the days of our life and thou child shalt be called the prophet of the highest for thou shalt go before the face of the lord to prepare his ways to give knowledge of salvation unto his people for the remission of their sins through the tender mercy of our god whereby the day spring from on high has visited us to give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death and to guide our feet into the way of peace glory be to the father and to the son and to the holy ghost as it was in the beginning is now and ever shall be world without end amen i believe in god the father almighty maker of heaven and earth and in jesus christ his only son our lord who was conceived by the holy ghost born of the virgin mary suffered under pontius pilate was crucified dead and buried he descended into hell the third day he rose again from the dead he ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of god the father almighty from thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead i believe in the holy ghost the holy catholic church the communion of saints the forgiveness of sins resurrection of the body and the life everlasting amen the lord be with you and with thy spirit let us pray our father who art in heaven hallowed be thy name thy kingdom come thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever amen o lord show thy mercy upon us and grant us thy salvation o god may clean our hearts within us and take not thy holy spirit from us almighty and everlasting god who dost govern all things in heaven and earth mercifully hear the supplications of thy people and grant us thy peace all the days of our life through jesus christ our lord amen o god who art the author of peace and lover of concord in knowledge of whom standeth our eternal life whose service is perfect freedom defend us thy humble servants in all assaults of our enemies that we surely trusting in thy defense may not fear the power of any adversaries through the might of jesus christ our lord amen o lord our heavenly father almighty and everlasting god who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day defend us in the same with thy mighty power and grant that this day we fall into no sin neither run into any kind of danger but that all our doings being ordered by thy governance may be righteous in thy sight through jesus christ our lord amen morning to all beginning a new epistle today uh, in our daily readings a, a letter to the philippians which as we'll read it we'll see it's it's essentially a, a kind of uh, thank you letter because they have given St. Paul support 
And uh, it's also one of the, what the some call, that's called a, a prison epistle because he is in jail when he's writing it. But the couple things in this introduction that are recurring themes in the Pauline epistles that we just should um, focus on, namely that just sort of the the um, framework for the Christian life, that he's he thanks God for them and prays for them, for their fellowship, which means their participation, and he would see this as their support of him, and therefore they're participating in, in the ministry he's doing. And he says, being confident of this thing, that he has begun a good work and you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. So they come to Christ through baptism and faith. God is working in their lives, and the end point of that life is, is when Jesus comes on the day, and the thing it says in, in this passage is that they may be sincere and without offense. Uh, the other word that comes up um, in St. Paul's letters is the word blameless. So the whole idea is that the purpose, the whole framework of the life is to, to live in Christ, to bear fruit for Christ in love, to be sincere without offense, to hold on to this um, blamelessness, this justification that God has given them by the forgiveness of sins, and to manifest that in a manner of life. Now, so, sometimes when people read the New Testament letters, and it St. Paul's talking about you know, you're, you're you're preparing for the day of Jesus, there's this idea that in the New Testament they expected this to happen very very soon. And so they were wrong because it didn't happen soon. Uh, and so therefore the focus ought to be different. But that's really to misunderstand, again, the framework of the gospel, that, that no matter when the day of the Lord is, um, that's always what the Christian life is oriented towards, that our behavior in that large picture way, what motivates our behavior? Well, it is first the fact that we receive this new life in Christ, and we live in him, and then the behavior is oriented towards the appearance before him at the end of time when we want to be uh, revealed to be part of God's people, and so this is the overarching goal or telos of what we're doing, and that would be contrasted with the goal of simply trying to be successful in life or, or happy in the world or any of those things, the overarching goal is that. And it's not, this is not just an idea, but it, it connects to the life for prayer, because in a certain way, just as, you know, the Christian life begins in baptism and faith, and then has the, the, the telos of, of the day of the Lord, so the life always is beginning and ending in Christ. That is, like this morning, we're beginning life in Christ in our prayer. We're coming back to him to, to remember again who we are, and then to go out into life and and to manifest that life in our in our you know in our behavior, and then we'll return to our prayer. And this actually is is most clearly epitomized by our weekly cycle of Eucharist, where where we begin on the first day of the week and we cycle through the week, and we we come back to Christ. We meet Christ in a certain day. In a certain sense, Sunday is the day of the Lord when Christ comes to us, and we appear before Him. And so life is always beginning and ending in Christ in our prayer, beginning in our prayer, and then going out into life and returning to our prayer. And this is this is a microcosm of the overarching 
framework of the Christian life that begins in baptism and ends in the appearance of Christ and resurrection. And to understand that that's the right framework of life, that's the wisdom that Proverb talks about, not to get caught up in the, in the lesser motives of the world of, of simply trying to be, to be happy in time or to think that the main goal of life is to do something in time. There are things there that we do and want to have happen, of course, but the overarching framework is to, to have that life begins in Christ and ends in Christ. And the continual goal is to, as this opening sentence says, to, to bear the fruits of righteousness and to be sincere and without offense as we appear before Christ so every time we come to prayer, anticipating our appearance before him at the last day. Your thoughts about today's? O God, the creator and preserver of all mankind, we humbly beseech thee for all sorts and conditions of men, that thou wouldst be pleased to make thy ways known unto them, thy saving health unto all nations. More especially pray for thy holy church universal, that it may be so guided and governed by thy good spirit, that all who profess and call themselves Christians may be led into the way of truth and hold the faith in unity of spirit in the bond of peace and in righteousness of life. Finally, we commend to thy fatherly goodness all those who are any ways afflicted or distressed in mind, body, or estate. that it may please thee to comfort and relieve them according to their several necessities, giving them patience under their sufferings and a happy issue out of all their afflictions. And this we beg for Jesus Christ's sake. Amen. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we, thine unworthy servants, do give thee most humble and hearty thanks for all thy goodness and loving kindness to us and to all men. We bless thee for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for thine inestimable love and the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we beseech thee, give us that due sense of all thy mercies, that our hearts may be unfeignedly thankful, and that we show forth thy praise not only with our lips but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to thy service, and by walking before thee in holiness and righteousness all our days. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with thee and the Holy Ghost be honor and glory, world without end. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Thank you all for joining us in prayer this morning. Hope you have a great Friday and great start to your weekend. Thank you. Thank you, okay. thank you, John. Thank you. Thank, thank you, Bishop Scarlett. Have a good day, everybody. Bye, kiddos.